This is the spot of BYU Idaho Radio Production where we talk about what you're talking about at BYU Idaho. Today's hosts are me, Celeste Simmons, Jesse Pruitt, Noah Timpson, and special guest Ryan Stallings. The views and opinions of this podcast are not that of BYU Idaho Radio or the university and are solely the opinions of the hosts. All right, thanks everyone for being on the podcast today. Since it's nearing Christmas time, today's actually December 1st, right? Yes, it is that we're recording this. Um, so it's officially the Christmas season. And so I'm really excited for Christmas. I hope you guys are excited for Christmas. I don't know if it's your favorite holiday or is it anyone's favorite holiday, Christmas? I would say it's my my favorite holiday. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I like Christmas and Fourth of July. Those are like my top two. What about you, Ryan? What's your favorite? I would definitely attest to that. I say that Christmas is totally my favorite because... It's like I enjoy Christmas, but I also mainly enjoy it because I get to be with like all my family. I have a big family. So being able to, you know, celebrate Christmas with them and the 4th of July too. But Christmas is just super special because it's like the food we eat, the people we see. We have family that, you know, come visit from out of town and it's perfect. Yeah. Christmas is always a good time. Um, And today it's actually snowing outside as we speak. We can see the snow falling. So all the Christmas vibes are happening. <laughs> it's perfect for the for the vibes. It for is. Today. <laughs> uh, what are you guys most excited for for Christmas this year? I would say that when I go back home, uh, I was disapp- I was sad that I wasn't going to be able to make it for um, for being home um, for this activity. But uh, my aunt said that we'll be able to do it when I get back, which is making tamales, and that's just like getting ready. We do that like uh, two weeks before Christmas. And we just kind of store them away. Um, and part of the fun is just making them. And then we unwrap them on Christmas Eve. We have like family together. And for me, that's like part of the fun is enjoying. I w- wouldn't have been able to enjoy that 10 years ago. But I've gotten a lot closer with my family with being able to connect by food, you know. So being able to do that is just part of the fun, you know, getting able to enjoy that. Yeah, I think for me, definitely spending time with family. Um uh, you know where I'm married. I'm currently living with my in-laws at the moment, so we're spending it with them. Um, personally, um, I haven't been able to go back to my my own family for the past couple of years, so that's been kind of like a little disappointing. But I still have family here, so that's always a nice thing. And we always love to play games and stuff, board games, card games, all that stuff. So uh, just doing that really, um, uh, I think, helps set the holiday feels in. So Yeah, I think uh, similarly for me, I, I love spending time with my family and... I mean, the semester, we only have two weeks left. So honestly, I'm ready for a break from school for a couple weeks just to recharge and, like I said, be with family. But I think it's really nice um, what Ryan was saying just about, like, family traditions. My family has a lot of traditions, and so it's fun to get together and just be able to do those and feel like you're in your element for a little bit. Yeah. A lot of you guys were talking about traditions. So what are some of the traditions that you have with your family that you do each Christmas? Ryan mentioned tamales. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start. <laughs> uh, my family's uh, pretty musical. All my sisters play violin. Um, I grew up playing a little bit of guitar and piano. Uh, don't ask me about that now because I, I don't. Um, but we have like a Christmas program. So every Christmas Eve, we'll get all dressed up. And we have <clears throat> basically uh, my sisters, my mom, everybody will play like a just basically like hymns and there's a program there's like a message and then uh my mom will usually have prepared 
uh, well, not usually. <laughs> she always does. Um, like uh, Christmas Eve dinner, we usually have like ribs and just all the like homey foods and uh, then just pretty much go to bed or wrap presents. So it's pretty simple, but I really love having the Christmas program. Like I think the music brings in the spirit more than anything else like quickly so i like that i love christmas music like especially on sundays like either if christmas falls on a sunday if it's just like the sunday before christmas or whatever and my ward always does a musical program typically with like short little talks throughout like talking about jesus christ and stuff and i always feel the spirit so strong like christmas music is so powerful i love it all types of christmas music is so good oh i definitely agree yeah, nothing, nothing quite like Christmas music. And I'm I'm usually kind of old school when it comes to Christmas music. I mean, some of this more modern stuff, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's cool and all, but it's too too romancy for my opinion. It's just like, just stick to Christmas, you know? That, that's me. Um, but I guess personally for me, I mean, I kind of mentioned this before with at least my wife's family and I, we, we do games and stuff like that. But personally with my um, immediate family, we, uh, let's see, what we go ice skating on Christmas Eve. That's always been kind of a fun tradition that we've done since, uh, oh, I don't know, probably since I was like a young teenager, maybe 13, something like that. Um, so that's always been fun. Um, and and we usually go around around the neighborhood looking at Christmas lights around the house, seeing who's who's got the best decked out house, you know, that kind of thing. So um, yeah, I know it's simple, but, you know, just those things really make, uh, make the Christmas season for us. So. Yeah. One thing that we do, we don't have a ton of traditions, but um, every Christmas Eve, my dad reads The Night Before Christmas, and he did that to us when we were really little, like, just because we were little kids, but even now, like, I'm 23, my sister's 20, we still listen to him reading it. It's just, like, a sweet little moment, because I know that he likes to read it to us, and it makes him feel like we're little kids again, so that's something that we do every Christmas Eve, Um, and then this is a tradition that I don't think we realize that it's a tradition, but I just thought of it. Is that so? My parents get a few days off of work, right? Like before Chris, the days leading up to Christmas, they don't have to work. And somehow, me and my dad always end up sitting on the couch for hours watching Hallmark movies. It's like our guilty pleasure. <laughs> Do you guys ever watch Hallmark movies around Christmas time? You know, actually, um, well, at least when I was living back home in Colorado, because that's where I'm from, I, I used to quite a bit. Because my I have three sisters, so you know, it's just, it's just you know the default right there. Mm. Um, but I think I remember what was the, there was one in particular that we used to watch. Oh, I think it was called the princess for Christmas. It, it was an older, a little bit older, so like mid two thousands, but yeah, that was like, ah, that was it. <laughs> yeah. I love watching the, those Christmas movies for some reason. Cause you always know what's going to happen. We predict it every single time, but we can't stop watching it. I don't know why it's so addicting. I'm the only boy out of three sisters. So I get the full, you know, full experience with that. I think that. Like, for me, like, when I was, like, younger, you know, when we'd watch, like, satellite TV, I remember we'd see, like, on ABC, they had, like, an advent calendar. It's like a, like, a 31 days or, like, 25 days of Christmas. Yes, I remember It's like, a movie every day. It was, like, a, you know, and it was, like, a Hollywood movie. Like, The Grinch one day, it'd be, like, you know, Charlie Brown Christmas, the next one. And it was just fun. Like, it was fun to, to watch it then. And even if I wasn't like, you know, even if I didn't watch every single movie because I was, you know, so busy, but it's like just even the part of the fun about saying like fun stuff I remember is just like, oh yeah, ABC had their 25 days of Christmas. (laughs) I think also a a 
tradition that we used to do, well, that we do every year, is um, we have, you know, family that, like I said, they come down and we'll usually have Christmas Eve. We used to have it at my grandpa's house. Um, and that was our whole life. Even before I was born, every year, family would go to one house and have Christmas there, uh, Christmas Eve, you know. And it'd be like an evening thing. We'd have dinner. And that was like core, the most core memory ever is just every year, good year, bad year, we meet here and have Christmas here. And after my grandpa passed away, it was just sort of like a changing the tradition because it was like, what's next? And then we moved in. Now it was like every Christmas we'll have like maybe my mom. We've done it at my house a couple years, Christmas Eve. But I love being able to go to another family's house, even if, my, if it's my aunt's house. But it's fun to just see how even as for me as a grandchild, but for them as like the children to be able to still do it. And, it, you know, it's still going to happen every single year, but it's just nice because most of us are grown up. But we still have younger cousins. We do like gift exchanges for the children. We do like just fun gift exchanges and it's just, it's just fun. You know, the traditions can, sometimes it can change from house to house, but some of those traditions, you know, is like what you carry on. doesn't matter where it's at, you know? Yeah. I love that Christmas is a time for people to come together. No matter what's going on, usually, you know, people have somewhere to go and people to spend it with. And that's the spirit of Christmas. Um, so I kind of wanted to touch on Christmas media. So we talked about, we were talking about Christmas music before this, or was it during the episode? I don't remember. I think a little bit of both. A little bit of both, yeah. yeah. So Christmas music is so iconic. My big question is, when do you guys start listening to Christmas music? Because that can be pretty controversial. I guess I'll start with that one. Um, I don't know. It seems like I've slowly changed over the years. My wife's kind of broken me a little bit, but... Um, but Typically, I was always one like at, like after Thanksgiving. That's when it's acceptable to listen to Christmas music. I'm like, if it's if it's not before, uh, not after Thanksgiving, then it's just it's just weird. And then it overshadows Thanksgiving. Like, really? Like, come on. <laughs> so, but of course, like I said, that's a controversial opinion, and I want to cause a little controversy. So, <laughs> but although I did overhear Christmas music before Thanksgiving, and I was like, ah, uh, yeah, maybe no, 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 <laughs> can't do that now. Yeah, I'm the same. I always listen after Thanksgiving because I want Thanksgiving to be Thanksgiving and then Christmas starts. Yeah, I feel like that and just reminding me that I need to call my mom and uh, tell her I'm sorry I didn't get the Christmas tree down yet <laughs> because <laughs> the day after Thanksgiving, we always get down the Christmas tree and uh, usually um, we have two trees usually at my house. So there's one in the living room upstairs on the main level and that's the one my mom gets to decorate and make it look however she wants and then there's the kids tree that we have downstairs in our family room. And uh, usually that's when I feel like the Christmas music starts playing. But honestly, I'm not opposed. I feel like I used to feel so strongly about it when I was younger. But I think, I mean, after Halloween, like if you want to be in a better mood, like it's fine. I don't know. I I think that every year it just is different. Sometimes it comes a little bit later. Sometimes it's a little bit earlier. But for me, I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah. Another thing is with me is that I like to... <clears throat> I like to let Christmas come naturally. So I usually don't play it like myself. It's not like the day after Thanksgiving. I'm like, okay, now it's time to listen. I like Christmas to like come to me. So if I go to the mall and like there's Christmas music or like there's a movie on TV that's a Christmas movie, then I don't know if that makes sense. I like to let Christmas like come about itself. I don't like to force Christmas into my life. Yeah. 
And like, I think like for me, especially like I love Christmas music and I don't know why, but like even like in high school, like there'd be some times where like in the like late October, I would like listen to it and my friends would like slap the phone out of my hand. They were like, well, they didn't actually slap the phone, but you know, you know, symbolically, but they were like, you need to listen to Michael Jackson thriller or something. Just get through the month. <laughs> yeah. And then November 1st, you can. And that's like the thing. Now I've been fine. You know, as soon as November 1st hits, I totally switch the playlists and everything. But I think that's definitely like the dates that I think that people can argue about that's like controversial on when to start like doing Christmas stuff, even like music would be November 1st the day after Thanksgiving or December 1st. People, there are some people that say not until December 1st. Some people can say after after Halloween, there's no Thanksgiving theme song, you know, so <laughs> celebrate as you want. <laughs> yeah, everyone has their reasons. Um, okay, I also want to talk about the Santa lore. So if you're younger than like eight, 10 years old, don't listen to this part. <laughs> but when did you guys stop believing in Santa or find out that Santa wasn't real? You know, for me, it kind of came in a few different ways. Um, I think I found out uh, that uh, Santa, I guess, Santa wasn't real. <laughs> I know spoilers for those that are younger than 10 still <laughs> listening to this. Um, uh, when I was looking at Chris's presents, I noticed, you know, the ones that written to Santa and I would look at my hand parents, parents handwriting for just regular, I was like, oh my gosh, it, 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 I cracked Wait, the code. Yeah. And, but then I'd always ask my mom, like, mom, do you believe in Santa? And she'd always say, well, I believe in the spirit of Christmas. And that's how she'd leave it. And I'm like, huh. So then I, yeah, slowly by little, I kind of figured, I was like, oh yeah, that's yeah, totally not real. But it was, so then the magic kind of went away a little bit, at least for that. <laughs> And then I ruined it for my sister, so. <laughs> oh, my. I think um, I think for me, I definitely, I'm too nice of a person. Like, I cling on to it. Like, I mean, it was like, like, I, there were little signs, like little breadcrumbs throughout my timeline. But, like, you know, there'd be one Christmas or maybe I'd see, like, a, like, I'd see, like, the, like, a, the, like, the item barcode thing. And I was like, oh, so Santa, to- Santa stopped at Toys R Us. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know? But I would, but I like believe that. Yeah, I genuinely was so yourself. into it yeah. that I like fully convinced myself. Mm-hmm. Like as silly as that sounds for me being like nine at the time, I was like fully, you know, believed by that. My mom had to sit me down. Like she, I, she was the one that told me. It was a serious I was so thing. <laughs> into, I was so like into the Christmas spirit mm-hmm. that my, my mom was the one that like literally had to tell me. That's she so was sad. like, you're in fifth grade now. <laughs> but, you know, she told me and I was like, mom, like it's, you know, and she told me, she was like, even though, you know, even though maybe you feel this way, maybe you're just finding this out. But she was like, talked about our favorite movies, the Polar Express mm-hmm. or one of them. And she was like, the thing is that matters is if you can hear the bell. You know, yeah. it's like, even if you know or not, can you, you can still believe. So you were like 10 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I was like nine, eight <laughs> or nine. Yeah. People were having, people were having realizations at like seven. No. There were like those I kids s- at school that were like five, six. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, you know, I guess different households, different things, you know, maybe they just, you know, maybe parents just straight up tell them, you know, yeah. it's like just how it is. There's a funny story about that. So I was in third grade, I remember, and my friend Bree 
we were all in class like around Christmas time. And so people like still believed in him in third grade because they're like eight, nine years old. And so the teacher was talking about Santa, whatever, like, oh, like Santa is going to bring you presents this year, whatever. And then Brie raises her hand and she, my teacher calls on her and she goes, my mom told me Santa isn't real. And the teacher was like, shoot, like, what do I, I could tell that she's like panicking a little bit. And she's like, well, I think she mentioned something like the spirit of Christmas. It's about the spirit of Christmas and all this stuff, whatever. And I remember being so mad at her because that's when I started to realize like, yeah, maybe Santa's not real. It was like that, that year. And I was so mad at Brie. I was like, why would she say that? Like, she's ruining it for everyone. Like, she's such a brat, whatever. Like, don't come to me at the playground today. <laughs> yeah. Like, or- <laughs> why would you say that for the whole entire class? Because there's still kids that believe in it. <laughs> but anyways, I just thought that was funny. I know. Kids are brutal. Yeah. I mean, I was brutal as a kid. <laughs> of course, my, the sister down for me, I, I think I was about eight and she was six. And so I ruined it for her. Oh, that's <laughs> young. That age, so I was like, oh. I remember, Sorry. though, <laughs> Sorry, those, <sister. laughs> those Christmases after I found out Santa wasn't real, like the two or three years after, it never felt the same. I was like, oh, man, like, I wish I still believed in Santa because now it's not as much. It's not fun anymore. <laughs> what about you, Noah? I Honestly, I'm probably, I don't know if it makes me normal or not normal bracket, but uh, I was never really taught that Santa was real. Mm. So I think from an early age, I don't know, honestly remember exactly what age, just knew that it was my parents and I don't know. Like I said, I guess what you don't know, you can't miss as much. So I don't feel like I missed out super much, but I feel like there is an excitement. Like what I miss the most of, I think being a kid with Christmas is just, like I said, there's a lot, there's a lot more anticipation just because I feel like time as a child just feels so different. You feel like it never is going to end or um, that it just goes on forever. So I feel like that, that time leading up to Christmas just gets you in these, feels of being so excited Mm -hmm. so I I think that's something I definitely miss but definitely never believed that Santa knew exactly what BMX bike I wanted (laughs) or that he knew exactly what Pokemon cards at one point or whatever Mm -hmm. it was you know like I just kind of always knew it was my parents yeah my mom is not from here she's from Argentina so Argentina they like Santa wasn't that big of a deal when she was growing up and so she, like, tried her best to make it exciting for us, especially because we were, like, living in America and, like, my grandparents and stuff were super into it. But, yeah, whenever I would ask her, she wouldn't, like, make up stuff. She would just be—because I remember asking her, because I was such, like, a kind of, like, an analytical kid. Like, I just wanted to know everything. And so I remember asking her, like, how does Santa fit down the chimney? Like, there's no way. I was so confused about it. And then she just told me, she's like, oh, he doesn't actually come through the chimney. He just, like, comes through the front door. And I was like, oh, like, so disappointed. <laughs> and then I remember, like, we had cookie monster wrapping paper. And all the presents from Santa were wrapped in the cookie monster wrapping paper. But then I saw that wrapping paper in the hallway. And I was like, wait, does he wrap them here? Like, I was so confused. Like, she just wasn't very good at hiding it or, like, making it super exciting. <laughs> So I found out, yeah, I just figured it out. And then I remember my grandma coming over on Christmas Day and she handed me a present. She's like, this one's from Santa. Like he dropped one off at my house for you. And I went up to her because my sister was younger. So she still believed in it. And I went up and I whispered in my grandma's ear. I was like, I know Santa's not real. (laughs) I was like so excited to kind of like be an adult, I guess, like be in the in crowd. But you had an an insider. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm old enough now. (laughs) All right. So we did touch a little bit on Christmas movies earlier, but I I wanted to ask everyone if they have a favorite Christmas movie. Do you guys have one? Or or like a few, like a top three? 
I'll just say it's celebrating its 20th anniversary this year, but every single year we watch Elf with um, Will Ferrell. 20 years? 20 years. It came out in 2003. Wow. Yeah. It's one of my, it's that and the Polar Express is usually the the two mm-hmm. the two suspects for Christmas for our family. People either love Polar Express or they think it's like the creepiest movie ever. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've, I've never, heard a lot I of people. I guess maybe you just got seen it so much that I, is it just because of like, the the animation style yeah people the animation's like, like a little unsettling it's like yeah because uh, people say they have like beady eyes and whatever really yeah you never heard that Mm-mm. oh yeah wow <laughs> okay, I don't want to watch I don't have to look for people that, <laughs> well, I don't want to ruin it for you it's still a good movie we just I like up a can of worms there, so. <laughs> I, yeah I like the Polar Express that that scene where they're like if you guys have seen it like that scene where he's like where the kid goes into like the the train like the the car with like the puppets in it uh, that was creepy toys, yeah. I, I was yeah. like that was so unnecessary yeah <laughs> like, it's kind of scary yeah. <laughs> yeah Polo Express is definitely one of my one of my top movies um of course I'm always such an old school person so I do love um It's a Wonderful Life that movie I, I don't know it's, it, that's it definitely the World captures, War II movie right or is that uh kind that's a white christmas mm-hmm. that you're thinking, yeah you're thinking right? of yeah. white christmas Which is, although okay although it's a wonderful life does touch a little bit on world war ii it it oh it's not focused on world war ii it's more um uh it's with james stewart and stuff like that so okay yeah it's a black and white film it, it's pretty great i'm thinking of a completely different movie <laughs> <laughs> let's see and i think top and then i guess the third one would be um uh, I mean, I'm such a kid at heart, but, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, all those classic oldies. So. I love those, like, claymation ones. I love those, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Those ones are so good. I love Charlie Brown Christmas, too. We always watch that every year. It doesn't, like, every year, I forget who shows it, but, like, 17 Mary, what is it called, Seth? Uh, so, Miracle on 17th Street? Oh, yeah, Miracle on 34th yeah. Street. 34th Street, 30, yeah. 30, yeah. I don't know what street it's on, but there's a miracle, <laughs> there's a miracle happening. There's a miracle <laughs> on some street out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but usually, like, those type of movies are, you know, pretty fun to, you know, just, like I said, enjoy the Christmas spirit. They're pretty fun. It's like um, a nice, just, like, Christmas comfort movie. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, no matter who you watch it with, you know, it's like, maybe, like, as you're a kid, you know, you want to play and, you know, and... But I think maybe just like as you get older, you start to appreciate a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like just like the idea of sitting down and just like watching a movie with whoever, whether it's like a grandparent or parent or just like a friend. Yeah. I also. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. I was going to say I love The Grinch with Jim Carrey. That one's so funny. Okay. <laughs> That's a good one. Especially now that I'm getting married to Blake, my fiance, who Ryan knows really well. He's obsessed with that movie. So. Good thing I like it. <laughs> no, the Grinch is awesome. I definitely feel like maybe it's almost even a tradition at this point, but I feel like the church always puts out like a really solid Christmas message video that seems like they blast it on all their social medias. Yeah. And it's really good. And so usually I look forward to, I guess, Christmas, Easter, they usually do a really good job of putting out new content. Um, so I get, I do get excited to see kind of what, theme they're going for Mm -hmm. do you guys have a giving machine near where you live at all uh yeah Yeah. actually denver usually always gets one uh one or two every year yeah because it's a pretty central hub yeah sacramento just got one i think last year the year before was the the first year that they had it do you know what a giving machine yeah actually uh, yeah we 
have one in, at the Roseville Galleria. Yes, yes, that's is where that it is. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm talking it's about. It's only, you know, and I, we, I live near Sacramento, mm. and I live in, like, a, like, where the city ends, where the huge, like, just where all the little cities end, like, right at the top, and it's just, like, farmland and then tiny towns. And then the city that's below that, before Sacramento, is Roseville, and it's big. And so, yeah, they have mm-hmm. one of those at the, I remember, because I see a lot of people post that on their stories. Yeah. Yeah. It's super, it's a super cool concept. I didn't know what it was. And then my friends explained it to me. It's like super, super cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it. Travis Kelsey made a video with a giving machine. Did you guys see that? I did not no, see that. He just posted it. They posted it a few days ago. I'll show you guys afterwards. But he's like next to a giving machine and he's like, I love giving back to the community. Like this is a great way to give back. And he's like promoting the giving machine. Actually, really actually, cool. no. It's, I did, I, <laughs> so what is it? Because I, I don't know what the it is. The giving machine? I, I, mean, I think I've seen it, but I don't know what. So, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to explain I, it? No, no. Oh. I was going to say also, yeah, I know what it is, uh-huh. but I don't know, like, the specific. Oh, so, I mean, I, I yeah, guess I can, I can explain it. So, yeah, the giving machine, so the church, um, you know, with these machines, they have, like, certain items such as, you know, you can, and you do have to pay a little bit to, to donate uh, certain items. It could be, like, you know, a bag of rice for somebody or... So it's like a vending a machine. machine. Yeah, essentially, it's a vending machine kind of thing. Obviously, you don't uh, take it home for yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you give it to whoever to put in their uh, donation thing in the church. Well, uh donate those specific items, you know, of course, according to the church's mission and things like that too, to those in need and things like that. So it's a, it's a really cool um, way to give back and, you know, put the, put Christ back in Christmas. So Yeah. So essentially instead of like buying something for yourself from the vending machine, you pay money. Yeah. And it goes, that gift goes to someone else. So. It's like in a way, like a, like participating in like a, like a canned food drive or just mm-hmm. like, like in mm-hmm. the way where you're just, you're going there, especially, you know, with 2020, 2021, you know, it's just like a nice, fun, safe way to yeah do participate in something like that. Yeah, it's like a super easy, simple way. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's and just really the cool. idea of like anonymously giving, you know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. super, super cool. Yeah, I'll have to go to that when we go. We back should home. go. When yeah, we're home. That'd be, be fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. For those that don't know, me and Ryan are from the same area. So yeah. <laughs> we'll be seeing each other over fun. Christmas break. Yeah, I guess I'll see it maybe next year. Of course, Idaho doesn't really have them, so. Yeah, does Idaho not have one? I don't, I don't know. think so. They tend to switch. I know usually if they do, it's usually like Boise. That, yeah, it's like bigger it. so city. Like, eh, I'm not going all the way up not there. Not Rexburg, yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, what are some of your guys' favorite way to, to do service and to give back during Christmas time? That's something that I feel like as I get older, I want to focus on more, especially like involving Jesus Christ, because like that is the point of Christmas and we can get so wrapped up in the rest of it that we forget about, you know, the birth of Jesus Christ and all of that, what Christmas is really about. So what do you guys like to do to to recenter and to remember what Christmas is all about? I, I would say that um, I definitely do. I, I definitely think I can always get better at doing something like that. I can't even, you know. I think one thing that I have done before is back home uh, for my job. I work back home. I work part time at In-N-Out. <laughs> In and Out Burger, and um, w- what we like to do is we every single year they do this thing called Adopt a Family, where we pit, we anonymously we, like we don't even know the family, and the family doesn't know it's from us, but they participate in you know, and so In and Out is like the company is like one of the people that um, participates in it, and we go to a friend's house, the, one of our managers will probably host it, and 
the family like writes out they know that they're going to be picked for like you know a family uh, gift thing and um we get like the whole family's like christmas list and then we just you know we'll all go to the store go to maybe like walmart or target and we'll try and get everything whether it's gift cards or diapers or anything and then we all just go to the house and wrap it and I, I'm always, you know, looking for new stuff. But for me, that's like one way that I've been able to do something like that. And it's such a good feeling because I haven't done that a lot before, you know. So being able to do that for like a first time or second time, it's just like a nice feeling to just be like, because I'm, I'm used to whenever I wrap gifts, I'm used to like seeing somebody open it. So it's a different feeling to be like I'm wrapping something for someone that I'm not going to know. You know, I'm not going to see them open it. But I'm going to still wrap it and, you know, put as much love and effort as I do as, as if I'm making one for, like, my mom. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think some things I like to do around Christmas, my mom likes to make, like, little goodies and, like, give them to, like, our neighbors or, like, close friends that we have. Um, also, I started doing this on my mission, but doing, like, a study, like, a scripture study on Christmas, focusing on, like, one aspect of Christ's birth or, like, the nativity um, or, like, one, you know— person that was like involved in the the nativity just like really focusing in on like one aspect of it It was really cool because the nativity is so large it's such a big concept and there's so many factors to it so learning about you know little by little throughout the years learning about it um changes the meaning of it each year so you appreciate it more well uh i don't have one super (laughs) concrete that uh, I've, I've done in the past, but something, uh, this semester actually with one of my classes was really touching was, um, we have been working for, um, well, we've been doing content marketing for a wheelchair organization. And so, um, we've, we've done a lot of just media to kind of help promote this, this, uh, organization that basically gives wheelchair, wheelchairs to people who don't have access to them. Um, a lot of third world countries, stuff like that. And, I just think it's a really cool concept that the more we can, the like in a semester we raised, you know, um, just a lot of awareness and a lot of like even we were able to get wheelchairs um, enough to get some wheelchairs for these people, and I think it's just like a really cool thing to see that with concerted effort and a small amount of time you can do so much. So I definitely think that at least my future family, I like to do more like service project type things and they don't have to necessarily be a huge project, but like something that you could even like kind of how Ryan was saying, just doing something for one family that you feel like could use an uplift. Cause I think there's so many families who Christmas doesn't look the same for everybody. Like I think we assume that it does and it's so easy to do that because like, why would we want to be depressed <laughs> on Christmas? But I think that a lot of families Christmas looks so different. And so I think, the more we can reach out and just spread service and love and Christ-like uh, things, that it'll just make it more meaningful for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, uh, of course, I'll just I'll be brief because yeah, it's also kind of like hit or miss with me with Christmas things because I don't have like a very specific thing I do. But sometimes, you know, if I'm at the store and they do a little t- t- toy donation drives or something, that's like oh, which I want to like donate a toy. With your purchase kind of thing, like oh yeah, sure, every now and then, um, or um, I know back home when I was younger in the youth group and stuff like that, we'd uh, 
we'd go around helping those who are kind of a little bit less fortunate and help decorate their houses for Christmas. Things like that, just to give them a little bit more, um, just a more cheerier atmosphere for Christmas. So, um, and just things like that were really fun to do. Yeah, and one of my favorite things too is to focus on like the world that the church does. So they have like that calendar every December where, you know, every single day they have like a different service opportunity or like a different, you know, active service that you can do and it gives you good ideas. So I've never, you know, been so diligent with it and done it every single day, but it's good to, it's a good way to focus on the spirit of Christmas and to have good ideas for that. So is that for the month of December? Mm -hmm. So they probably have one today. Yeah. So today's December 1st. I mean, this episode is coming out a few days after, Okay. but today, you know, us <laughs> us hosts here can can start it. So yeah, if you don't know what Light the World is or if you want to see the calendar, just search Light the World 2023 on Google and I'm sure it'll pop up. So yeah, I'm really, I really like this episode today because it's like the perfect day to, to record it and it really got me feeling excited for, for Christmas this year. So thanks guys for being on the podcast today. You've been listening to The Spot, a production of BYY Ho Radio. Today's hosts were me, Celeste Simmons, Jesse Pruitt, Noah Timpson, and special guest, Ryan Stallins. The views and opinions of this podcast are not that of BYY Ho Radio or the university and are solely the opinions of the hosts. This episode was edited by Robert Harris. Producers were the host with supervision by Brandon Isle. Our theme music is Finding Happiness by DJ Quads and The Perpetual Ticking of Time by Artificial Music. To listen to more episodes of The Spot, like and follow us on social media, or visit our website, byuy.edu slash radio, and click podcasts. Be sure to subscribe to the BYUY Ho Radio podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, leave a review of the show and leave a comment on what we should talk about next.